The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Gentlemen, boys and girls from around the globe. It's my brother, my brother, me, an advice show for the modern era Eurovision special. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm, I'm your oldest brother. Oh, I'm Travis McElroy, your middlest brother. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Justin, I love how you said Eurovision special really quick yeah. and under your breath as if to hide it. <laughs> I didn't want it to be a big commitment because I don't want to talk about it that much. I'll, I'll, folks, don't get it twisted. This bit might not work. And so Justin just left himself a little rip cord, a little, a little uh, parachute to get out of it if he needs to. What? I never said that. What are you talking about? I it's, thought I was pressing the cough button. It's funny that you said that, Travis, because many of the performers in Eurovision 2016, uh, their their acts involved parachutes of multiple kinds. Now, now I did not watch uh, Eurovision uh, because I wanted to come at this Eurovision special with fresh eyes, as yeah, our sure. audience might. I want to be their window in. I want fresh, to be their quite, data. A, quite a sacrifice. Fresh, dumb, uninformed eyes. Exactly. So <laughs> tell me, it's 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 people from countries that are not America. Yes. Right. Singing. Pretty songs. much. It's gotten to the point. <laughs> With the Eurovision contestants, where it's starting to feel a bit intentional. Like, it is not just Europe, but it's definitely not America. Like, that's kind of becoming what they mean by this. Like, mm-hmm. they only let us watch it this year on on the logo, which is, like, such a perfect pairing for it. But um, um, Euro, uh, here's the thing, uh-huh. fellas. I don't think they can keep America out for too long, because we have a special way of getting what we want. We're a little uh, bit of a juggernaut, I think would be the well, word I would use. Just, I don't wanna I don't wanna get dictatorial about it, but uh what baby want, a baby gonna get. Um <laughs> if we levy sanctions against Europe so that we get to participate in Eurovision, maybe that's like the I would first be act of whoever's if, president twenty seventeen. If if we already weren't embargoing them in some way to get me up on that stage. Here's the thing, my boys, my brother boys. I recently came to the sad realization that even if I start, if I started right now and I started working real, real hard and I quit both of my jobs, all of my jobs, my many jobs, I quit all of them and I just dedicated myself to sport, Uh I probably will not be able to qualify for the Rio Olympics in 2016. How how many months away is that? Like one, I, and I was really thinking about like maybe there's some loophole, maybe there's some sport I haven't thought of that if I just really put my nose to the grindstone for thirty days, um, I could get Olympics good at. Is there like a beanbag, you know, cornhole in the Olympics? This if there year? was bagos in the in the Olympics, and I God knows I've been petitioning the council for that for a long time, um, but no, sadly no. Like my best, my best chance is like beach volleyball, and that's even like way beyond my. Even that, those yeah. dudes are like nine feet tall. 
Yeah, and the women, the women are nine feet tall. Everyone's nine feet tall. It's a nightmare. Everyone's nine feet and tall. The, and all the and all the dudes got that surgery to sew up all their various cracks and holes mm-hmm. to prevent sand infiltration and to prevent their... ball passage through. They've made themselves yeah. into human kites, essentially. Yeah, um, basically. So this the situation is such that I will not. Uh, this is my pro- my formal announcement. I will not be attending and competing in the Rio Olympics 2016 games, <laughs> even if invited. If invited, you know I'll be there. Okay. Because it this would be rude. A, a boycott. No. He's not a cad. No, it's just I don't think I'll be able to do sport that good. So my whole thing is now I'm turning my attention to just what the next thing will be, and I think the next thing will be me representing America in Eurovision 2017, singing my song about, you know, patriotism or, like, whatever the mm-hmm. situation is in 2017. Here's what I'm confused by, because it seems like there's a structure already in place of, yes. like, everybody's got their own idol. American yeah. Idol, Canadian Idol, you know, Brit- Britain, X Factor, whatever they call it over there. It feels like it should be, like, the Miss America pageant, where everybody, like, wins their idol, so and it is have, a, like, a world idol. It is essentially, like, there's the UK's dudes were these two dudes that were on The Voice, and they competed against each other on The Voice, and they were bitter rivals. But then I think, much like in... Um, a Japanese visual novel. These or two the pretty, Mighty Ducks. These two pretty boys. No, not exactly like the Mighty Ducks. I was doing a Japanese visual novel joke because these two very pretty boys fell in love. And oh. I don't think that happens in D1, D2, or D3. Did it? Hold on. Hold on, wait. Charlie and and Banks. I'm what writing a note, writing notes right now that say D, D, Mighty Ducks, Japanese visual novel, any boy <laughs> slash any boy. Okay. Um, we got that one filed away for later. Um, can can I can I please do this? <laughs> can I? Can Griffin just be for America? Can Griffin just do this? I promise not to fuck it up. Like a lot of those boys got up there, the and it was all it was only the boys that fucked it up. I feel like because yeah. um, the, the boys would get up there and be, they would just do they would play they they had a guitar and once I saw a guitar I was like I'm not going to enjoy this. What I want is a is a woman. In a dress made out of crystals and light, and then she does a Final Fantasy summon. That's like oh. the, those were the best ones. <laughs> those are the best ones. There was the Ukraine did one where she was dancing and light came out of her feet, and then like she sucked what? up all the light in the entire like stadium, like all the light like flew into her body, and she was glowing. And then she scream sang a sad dirge into the air, and a tree made up Yidrasil y- y- fucking barfed out of her mouth. And filled the place with life and beauty, and I like that's that's kind of I think the style I would go for. So they have Griffin, been doing Travis. They've been doing this for sixty years, and it only really? now occurred to them that maybe they could let us watch this amazing spectacle that they have been hiding from us for all this time because they're afraid, rightfully so, that we would ruin it. Griffin, step by step, what would yeah. your performance be? Walk us through it. So, just based on the the Eurovision, I did watch. It would involve whatever song I sang. Is there a song that has two key changes? How many does Man in the Mirror have? It's got, it can't be previously published. That's one of the rules. Oh, really? Okay, what about? It has to be completely new. Boy in the reflective surface. Okay. <laughs> I'm contemplating the boy in the reflective surface. I'm wondering if he could do things a little differently. Make that Transition. <laughs> um, Switch it 
There was, I, I can't remember, I think it was Croatia had this thing where she looked dope. I think it was Croatia who looked like Robin, essentially. Um, and she came out and she's wearing like a, a kind of a big kimono situation. And then there are four monks there. Um, and the four monks did nothing. They just stood behind her. But at one point, two of them came up and tore her dress apart. And she was wearing a better, even cooler armor dress underneath. So like yeah. definitely, definitely something like that. Um, whatever I do, it's going to be opulent. That's for certain, and it's going to involve the the <clears throat> consumption and um, expulsion of light from every pore in my body. One of the coolest things, or the craziest things, or however you want to say it, about Eurovision is that they have um, there are like twenty six competitors uh-huh. in the in the in the finals, and ten of the like twenty of those are from semifinals. One is from the host country, and five of them are the UK, France, Germany, Spain, and Italy because they give the most money so they always get to be They yeah. get to be, yeah. That's I like, fucking, that's so good. I that like I hope, that much transparency in a thing. Which yeah. is like, yeah, hey, it's this amazing. what's up. I hope one day one of the countries abuses it and just like, it is our song. It's called Time for Fart. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> you must listen. It's a finalist. It is called A Time for Fart. <laughs> There's not even notes. It just. Were you doing groove from Despicable Me? I don't know what country he's from, but that's what you sounded that's, like. It was just generically European. <laughs> okay. Generically European. Um, I uh, one thing I will say though, I do hope we can get um announcers that aren't quite as scandalous um next year for our American commentation. Uh, at one point. A very attractive young man was, uh, they said that he was openly bisexual, and then one of the commentators said, so everybody gets a turn, and I'm not sure that's how that works. No. I'm not sure and because, and that's the, what that means. And, and maybe they were confused because they right. saw the person and thought they were, you know, a carnival ride well, or and not a human being. Or maybe misheard, and they, thought, they said he's open with his bicycle. So yeah, everybody it, can ride his bicycle. And now, yeah. uh, now, welcome to the stage, a pile of orifices that can <laughs> sing real nice. I don't think that's how it works, Carson. Anyway, uh, Eurovision Song Contest was amazing. Catch you in 2017. I'm, uh, I'm going to be there. I still won't be allowed to perform, but if they are, Griffin is ready to answer I would like all. Griffin to perform, and I would like Justin and I to commentate, because it would just be a lot of this. What? What? <laughs> over and over He's again. amazing. Um, uh, if, if, if they don't let the U.S. in, I'm fucking moving to Croatia. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make my the connections I need to make. I'm gonna grease the right wheels, grease the right elbows. By the way, just like YouTube Eurovision like greatest or Eurovision weirdest or your if you have no idea what we're talking about, please seek this out. This is like high quality entertainment. Anyway, it's not as high quality as the show we've got prepared for you. So let's get to it. My girlfriend and I just moved to a new city where we only know a single person. We like this person, and she has gladly welcomed us into our group of friends. The trouble is she and her friends are all salaried software developers at big tech companies. My girlfriend and I are artists currently working hourly. We like hanging out with these people, but they often end up at bars, restaurants, etc. that are a bit over our budget. Even game nights can get pricier than we like once we order takeout from their favorite nice places. Brothers, how do we trick our well-to-do friends into adopting our penny-pinching lifestyle that's from not-so-salaried in Seattle? This is really a very tough question. It really is. This is a hard one to start out. We could have started with a softball, Scraps. Um, nope. Hey, I'm, this is this is three oh three. This is volume two. No more softballs. I no. I've reached a uh I don't know how to talk about this without sounding like a complete asshole, but um 
I don't really... I don't really care so much about the exchange of finances anymore when it comes to a hang sesh or a dinner with friends. And I think it's just because like I'm doing better than I did when we started doing this podcast and I was absolutely coming from the other way. And I was like, oh, when you split the check, it's not right. The one person needs a steak, one person needs a salad. And they pay the-. Like to, to me, the, like the it's harder for me to get a hang sesh going with my group of friends. And so this stuff doesn't matter as much to me anymore which i know is like not helpful to hear it's but also, like i mean I, it's a little bit i'm with you i understand what you're saying it's also kind of a privileged position it's a privileged position but, be, like, but the point I, the point i'm trying to make is like i i bet to your friends it doesn't like matter as much that you cannot contribute as much to the hang session but that's just like i, I feel like that's how our group of friends operates uh, um, i feel you because every so often like i find myself in a position where i'm able to cover something where i'm like i've got it dinner's on me right and uh you'll occasionally see the other person kind of do that little bit of like slump shoulder like i i feel bad that i can't see that, that- and it makes me happy to cover the thing and it doesn't buy or if someone's like just says outright like hey could we go somewhere else I, like this is a little out of my price range i'm never gonna judge them for no it. i'm totally fine with that too I, I my point is just like i i am so psyched when i can get a board game sesh together with my friends um uh, because a lot huh you're saying sesh a lot like i'm am i saying sesh a lot like out of, okay i'll dial it back um whenever i'm having a fucking box social with my buds <laughs> uh like i get so excited to that that event has come together that like i just like i don't really i don't really i just don't care if i get dinner and that's not coming from like a "Mm, my treat Mm, come together people feast upon my generosity it's not that it's just like i don't give a shit about that the more important thing to me is like i i'm happy that we all got together so like one one thing you can try is that like if if you know everybody goes through different times they have a bit more money and there's other ways that um like your friends can contribute, so sometimes uh, 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 we'll go out with uh, like a, a couple friend, and you know we'll uh, I'll cover the check, or Sid and I will cover the check, and then after the meal, I'll look at um, the husband and I'll say, "And no, I will help you." No, room. come on, yeah, that no, but listen, hear me out. I don't want to hear. No, no I specifically <laughs> interrupted you because I didn't want to hear you out. I gets one thing I, I want to try. Hold on, I um, want to see where he's going with this. Now I will have a little woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'll try. Like you say it like that. Like Zang- uh-huh. like Zangief. <laughs> say it like Zangief. Um, now um, I will have your. Let me. Okay. Let me give a secondary. Uh, okay, you're doing a, a drag. I feel like that one got outvoted. Yeah. Um, you're both artists. Congratulations. This problem has been solved. Courtesy oh. of yours truly. Justin McRae, the king of device. Next time, everybody they get their uh, what what is it? Ses- sesame. For, for chicken wings, faux, what is it, like a good mm-hmm. takeout? Like, what's fancy takeout? I only have pa- like eight different Papa John's here. Uh, but like, you have faux takeout, you're just like eating. Now, your, what like, is faux, faux takeout? Is that like faux? the, the no, restaurant like, is somehow your rival, your enemy, and they challenge you to sure eat their what, food? I don't know what faux is, but a lot of people are Well, it's, it's it nothing. It's pho. You mean okay. pho? Pho? Yeah, dog. <laughs> The O has like a the O has like a fun line over. That it. sounds like you're gonna finish a, a word and like bail halfway through. Like, fuck. can I get some fun soup? 
all right, let me try. Let's say you're getting like really like f- nice pizza, and you get like g- they order from a place that puts like gold in it, and you are eating it. And as you're eating it, um, because you're an artist, you can just look at the person who picks up the check and say, "Congratulations, you're now a patron of the arts." Because that, think about it, they're helping to support putting more artistic works out into the world mm-hmm. because they are helping to keep you fed. <laughs> they're so giving you pizza fuel. So that you're you not, can make artworks. If you're an artist, you are never mooching. You are allowing patronage yeah. to occur. It's a beautiful system that's been in place since the Middle Ages. And who are we to upset that particular take a Take a pepperoni off the Zaw, and especially mm-hmm. one that has a pool of grease in it, and then you take a parchment, and then you do a little doodle. Look at this political cartoon I made. <laughs> you take two of the garlic breadsticks, and you stick forks in them, like Benny and Jude. Uh-huh. And you say, look, I do performance art. Look at this. You just help pay for it. This and is- then you just eat the breadsticks. And also, if, if it comes down to it, maybe you plan an event every so often and try to work that into the rotation of you guys all hanging out. And then you have a little bit more control over what the cost of everything is and what the spending of everything is. And But the, this, this hard thing is like, I know what you're saying, Trav, but like the hard thing is like, it's also not, I mean, this is shitty, but like, this is such a pervasive thing. Like this happens it's, for yeah. a lot of people who are like, everybody's this, at the same social economic strata in college, basically because, or, or you know, in co- high school and college, because like, no, everybody's, doing, nobody has a job. Like nobody yeah. has a job. And then it gets like stratified over the years after it. And it's like, it's not fair for them, for this couple to like try to get everybody to do something that is like less expensive. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's not a concern to them. I think um, the bigger, the bigger issue is in that, in that first sentence of the question, when they say they just moved here and they really only know one of these folks. And so like, I feel like uh, I, I've never stopped hanging out with somebody because we were in different, economic strata or whatever yeah um but i can understand how that dis- discomfort could be magnified based on the fact that you are new to this group and so ah. it's sort of yeah it's a little bit harder to be like i can't afford it and not expect judgment because you don't know these people as well i still don't think there'll be any judgment unless these people are like complete jags there won't be judgment it'll be self-inflicted right oh, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. an emotional toll it takes on you like because you do feel that way like even if the other people don't care like I think people like I like I like I look for opportunities where I can like do this kind of stuff because I I like taking care of people, but yeah. I know that that also has like uh uh you know well, some people that 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 sort of grates on them. And you know like, I also bet that like these people look at you with a tinge of jealousy because you guys get to like create art and like they may love their jobs but like wish that they could be artists yeah, sure. and you know that kind of thing like everybody has something in their lives that everybody else looks at and goes I wish I could do that yeah you know what I mean so it's not like their lives are perfect and you guys are not doing it right just everybody has a different path a lot of people look at me and they say I wish I could sing and spin at the same time like Griffin does for his Eurovision performance and exactly. I say it's it's really hard to do because like a lot of people can sing, a lot of people can spin, doing both at once. It's Forget out of here. it's really tricky. Um, can I move on to this? Uh, as long as we're talking about fungible financial fun fungible matters, I'd love to d- discuss a relevant. That was my young, favorite young TGIF show. Fungible matters. <laughs> Everywhere you look, that's not the theme song of Family Matters. <laughs> uh, this one is sent in by Rob Van Lipwig. Thank you, Rob. It's by Yahoo Answers user. 
Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right. So this Yahoo. Okay. So this Yahoo Answers user has uh, Brack as their user icon. So I got really excited about what the name would be, but then I hovered over it, and the name is Brack hates Hillary Clinton. Oh no. Okay. Which I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think. I think you may be projecting a little bit. Uh. Anyway, this person says, "How would you handle students who charge your son or daughter one dollar each time he or she farts in class?" <laughs> open that's what you're gonna say okay. you were hoping i was you were at what point <laughs> did you start hoping for that <laughs> he waited with bated breath how would you handle students who charge your son or daughter one dollar <laughs> each time he or she farts in class i love this because it i think oh you an, oh you love this well there's an inherent <laughs> implication that it has happened enough that they had to establish punitive <laughs> measures yeah well but this it, was like the swear jar in the office that was like no you know what derek fine you want to do it every time it's a dollar now do you want to do it oh you're still doing it five dollars i would want this because this is a this could turn into a very weird potentially profitable form of bullying um, because you could, you, if not, if in the, in the wrong hands, this law keeper would just be like, I heard that cheesy blast. You give me a buck. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't guys. I didn't, I that didn't was blast Steve. one. That wasn't me. Um, and so These I would are a almost, little higher pitch. That's I would, how you can tell. I would almost want this to be either like an elected position or like a captain of the safety patrol. Maybe just the captain of the safety patrol is the one that does it. The question is, is it everybody is held to the same standard, or is it just one kid? Right. Can he buy somebody else's carbon offset yeah. credits to, like, blow some more if they aren't particularly tuny? Yes. That's a good point. And another form of corruption is you just bribe the 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 Justicar and say, like, how about you let me get off scot-free? I'll give you five for ten. I also wonder if you can, like, if you do pay the dollar, if that's the system that's been put in place here, if you do pay the dollar, do you then get to fart without any sort of, Ooh. like, shame like or... Like, you pay ahead, you pay it forward, you say, like, here's ten for the day, here's leave a, me alone. Here's a, I'm just gonna be <laughs> ripping a, nonstop. Here's a GameStop pre-order for the <laughs> fart I'm gonna do at 3.15pm today. Look forward I, to that. Where does the money go? Do you think it just goes into a pool for the whole class, or is there one specific oh, yeah. kid who's fucking, this? It's <laughs> fucking Cedar Point. It's like it's the big class trip. It's like, damn, thanks, Michael. Keep eating, the, keep eating those that fibrous food, my boy. I'm glad you like that hummus, Michael. Damn, my girls to go to Kosai. Thanks, I'm having dog. A, I'm having a fun time on this roller coaster. Glad you're lactose intolerant as fuck, Mikey. <laughs> I wish Mikey could have been here with us on this roller coaster trip he paid for, but unfortunately, his parents had to sell their house. <laughs> he dug two of their savings though. away. Was the law? It's took me out of house and I home. I wish it was up to me. Man, this is the best fart trip we've ever been on, guys. <laughs> Next year, let's really up all the the sort of high protein beanie foods, and let's get let's get to Cabo. We Come had a great time, Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle, let's fart our way to Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if the teacher? 
Craig was the only one. Like, anytime someone in the class parted, the teacher was the one paying the tax. What sense does that make? That's just the te- teachers are already not making enough money. And now they're having to pay for their students' toots? I think it's I think it's I think it's like cab rules, right? Like they have to hang signs up in cabs now because human beings are awful. And it's like, hey, I have to drive around in this car all day. Just don't, please don't. I think the teachers operate by the same rule set. Like you can move on in third period, you get to leave and go study science, but your 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 specter hangs out here in this room. I have to be in all day. I think the teacher gets a buck. I think a teacher gets the buck. Well, they're definitely getting their beak wet in this whole you pay a buck for it. Like maybe they're Oh, they're definitely getting the buck. juice somewhere. Yeah. The vig. It's going towards their 401k, you know what I mean? I'm worried we've been indelicate. Fart 1k. I'm Thank worried you. we've been indelicate because I'm looking at the, an- the answers that people have said, and they're all very concerned. I would talk to the school. Any act of being mean or extorting another student is being an actual bully. If the school principal won't do anything, go to the school board. If they won't do anything, raise hell. Start calling news stations and create a Facebook post on the school site. Try to get... Oh, thanks, Dad. Oh. My, my flatulent son is getting bullied so bad. <laughs> next, next on WCHS News, this kid farts... Oh, bunch. Oh, my God, you y'all, you wouldn't believe it. Enough anyway. that this is bullying and not just like a once or twice thing. That's and, uh, the just thing. So, just, just so we get it right on the lower third, the last name is Stinkmeister? No, I told no, you already. Uh, that's it's not stonk, it. It's Stonkenmeister. Stonkenmeister, <laughs> please. I don't know which side of this I come down on. I feel like, uh, Justin, you're a parent now. Uh-huh, yeah. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it depends on how the bully comports himself. Like Good I feel like point. if it's if it's very if it's like like give me a dollar forty like it's bad. But if he's like, listen, I hate that. Like, I, hate I hate that I have this. to do this. But you know, it's out of my hands. Like I. What I if he's got a rules. little like green visor and like some like sleeve garters, and every time there's a fart, he just like taps it into like a paper calculator printer thing and like pulls down a handle and he's like that's one more and it's not there's no bullying to it whatsoever this is just like a fact like matter of fact exchange of goods and services you fart it's a dollar period. what's the pun what's the punishment if you don't pay up though Prison? Well, they break your legs oh god <laughs> oh yeah yeah they break your legs what if you have a chair that just like squeaks weird well, okay let me let me let me po- pose this to you guys you travel back in time in your minds to when you were in like middle school, high school, elementary school. Yeah. If you knew you could pay a dollar, and if you paid, you would receive no ridicule for farting. This is what I was saying, Trap. Like, th- this is what I'm saying. I think it's worth it if it's like, I don't have to lie about this. Yep. I don't have to fucking be ashamed. One time, a kid pretended that I farted in class, and it was, it was, um, but this kid pretended that I farted in class, and he was a friend of mine, but he pretended that I farted in class after I think he farted, and I got so mad at him <clears throat> that I picked up a pencil and jammed it into his thigh. Jesus. Uh, and I got, uh, had a little bit of trouble with uh, <laughs> the, hi- the higher-ups, uh, but like- That whole thing could have been avoided with the proper exchange of- If, it, if I could have been like, yeah, I guess so, pay the man. Yeah. Pay the man his fart money, like fart bounties- 
could be could really help to eliminate the embarrassment. You know, right? you could just do it because it's human. Because uh, you should have to pay a price. There should be a price. You're um, emitting. This could be a great way to teach kids about the carbon tax, though. Yeah. Like, yes, I understand that you have to emit these gases. You are going to pay for what you've emitted into our lungs. I just think that there's a whole sliding scale you could set up to pay off, like what is your, you know, your penance to pay off embarrassment tax in school, where it's just like, oh, like I, I, whatever, fill in the black, farted in class, or like I accidentally called the teacher mommy, you know what I mean? Here's yeah, $2, sure. and now well, that I would, that would be, fun of. That would actually be a great equalizer for the for this fungible strata that we discussed earlier, because like, if there's a kid in your class who's like really rich, then you could just assume that they need all that money to pay off like the the farts that they do. And all so like a rich kid, is, rich kid is no longer like in charge of the school, right? Yeah. The rich kid is now this like, oh, you you must need all that. You must need all of your parents' money because of... You're a fart leper. Yeah. This has been, uh, this got, this got weird. Can we do another question? Man, I'm still trying to get myself together. I really, for a 35 year old, like, I do think farts are very funny. Oh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, it, I've been doing this show for a while. You think I'd be a nerd to it, but man, oh, man. A good friend of mine has a deathly fear of alligators. She is petrified by the very thought of them. She even sees a picture of one. She freaks out. Now, this might be a legitimate fear, except for one tiny detail. She lives in Colorado. She Alice, that's me. gator country. There was a night when she heard a noise on her second story balcony and was too petrified to move because she was convinced that a gator had climbed into her balcony and was flipping around out there and trying to get in. Jesus. How can I re- uh, get her over this ridiculous phobia? That's from Captain Hook's best friend yeah. in the Rockies. Uh, and they no, call me, I'm the world's house. greatest cat burglar, and they call me the gator because of my ability to scale walls and flip around until I open a door. I because feel I like if They're I, terrifying. Yeah, they're I not good. I sleep on they're the not second story of my house. If I look out the window and see a gator, like, flapping his stupid tail against the window, I'm going to let that bad boy in because he earned it. Come get <laughs> so what you need. What's his story? What you got a story to tell you? Come take what you need, stud. You've earned it getting all the way up here. You scrappy little lizard. Come on. Come on, bud. Come on in. Um, Come on in. Come get what you need. I was totally, like, immune to both the, like, terror projection ability of alligators and also the, you know, seductive potential of alligators. Um, I was just sort of, I just sort of, they were a non-threat in my mind. Until I learned that those motherfuckers can run at like forty miles an hour, and that's crazy. They can run so, very, so they can run as fast as like a moped, and that's crazy. And then that's when I kind of got it because you see, if you've seen the gator, that's well, too late. Okay, I've never seen that happen ever, and that sounds like some bullshit that alligators started. Like, oh, hey, doc, no, don't even oh, fuck no, with no, us. No, we can run real, real fast. Yo, lab coat, get over here. Guess what? I can run 40 miles an hour. Put that in a book. Yeah, write it down. Write it down. If it's in the book, I don't have to do it. Also, <laughs> I'm bulletproof. It says, yeah, here bulletproof. In this, it says here in this reptile book that alligators can run 40 miles an hour and that the boy gators have just big, great ding-dongs, and they love to... They've. It says here boy gators have had sex with just, like, so many lady gators. Like, it's insane, and that all the lady gators, like, loved it, and um, that boy gators have a bunch of money. This is crazy. This book is... This is, this is so a crazy weird. book. It says this in the book that if you feed an alligator a raw steak, 
He'll spit out a Ferrero Rocher and grant you a wish. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Who would have ever thought that? Like, would be the the way that gators work intestinally. It says here if gators, if you're a kid and you just jump in a gator's mouth, then there's a Game Boy in there. <laughs> that's there's a Game Boy in that gator's that's mouth. That's crazy. There's a Game Boy in there and it's got Pokemon in it. And then the cartridge has all the Pokemon pre-caught and they're all level 99. That's crazy. There's a, in, Inside of every gator... There's a, a, just a fucking binder, and it has all of the Pokemon cards in it, all the way up to Gen 6. That's fucking nuts. Anyway, get in there. It also says it's risk-free. Get in there, kids. Get in there, young Griffin. Get in there. And that's how Griffin died. And that's um, how Griffin died. I, I think the problem here is that your friend is afraid of the idea of alligators. Which is horrifying. And you need to do a little, like, immersion therapy. You need to, like, take her to a gator farm. I'm not saying, like, throw her in a pit with some gators. No. I'm saying, like, you need to, like, take her to, like, one of those, like, gator shows where a burly person wrestles Has sex with an alligator. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No. Where they, like, wrestle the alligator and you say, like, see, that person just, like, totally dominated that alligator. You don't have to be afraid anymore. It's We're like when I saw you to do that. when I, I was like you. six and I saw Resident Evil being played by you guys and I was afraid of zombies for like two years until I watched a man have sex with a zombie, I guess. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, we can we can beat this thing together. Um, I think dressing up like a gator is good, like and just refusing to until she gets over it, because then it's like, oh, my it gets confusing. Like, oh, my fr- I'm afraid of alligators, but my best friend's an alligator. I don't really. Maybe I'm not as afraid of them as I thought I was. Mm. Maybe a baby gator. Con. They're really cute. They're not. Ba- oh my. Yeah. Get them an egg with a gator in it and have oh. them raise it from birth. Yeah. Say, there's a bird in there. I bet. You fall in love <laughs> with this egg. There's a bird in there. I think. And then when it hatches, you're like, listen, I understand. Trust me, this is the scariest part of what's happening. The reveal. Like, wait for the prestige. Tomorrow's gonna, gonna be. be tomorrow's good. gonna be good. Today's gonna be bad. The hatching day will be bad. <laughs> the hatching. <laughs> we the can hatching get through will this. Will be bad. Um, I, uh, I swear to God, Susan, I thought there was a bird in there. I thought I was just giving you an anonymous. The egg guy told me it was a bird egg. I don't know what to tell he you, but we have a- to keep it legally. A special alligator killing eagle is what he said to me. Maybe it turns into that. Maybe it will evolve into a bird. Yeah, Keep an eye on it. Set. I'm out seventeen dollars. <laughs> How do you think that? I feel? That was yeah. solid fart money I could have spent. <laughs> seventeen farts down the drain, <laughs> or back up the drain, I guess. Uh, let's. Uh, speaking of fart money, let's get the money set. <laughs> you about trunk club yes and you can't stop me so everybody today across the board uh, no matter what age whether you're nine months old or 99 months old you That's don't know how to old. dress yourself yeah really old you don't know how to dress yourself like you're a mess look at yourself good news there's trunk club and trunk club has lots of people who can tell you how to dress yourself and help you find really really cool clothes that like will fill i found a pair of jeans at trunk club that was like the jeans i've dreamed about my entire life and i didn't know that jeans like this existed until trunk club helped me find them you found your dream jeans my dream jeans they are they've got personal stylists that will talk to you walk you through stuff and work together with you to find the looks that you're looking for um, and how it works is they send you the stuff 
And then you keep what you like and you send back what you don't and you pay for what you keep. So you don't end up with a bunch of shit that you don't like and you're stuck with it and you've already paid for it. You actually get to like try it on, show it to your friends and family and like say like, what do you think? Okay, great. And then you keep it. So if you want to check it out, you can go to trunkclub.com slash my brother um, and, and check it out and, and maybe work with a stylist, um, you know, check out some shit. See, I, I'm telling you. I got an outfit from Trunk Club that is my new like. I'm going out to a concert. And it's your I new look Doug cool. Funny. Your new Doug Funny uniform. It's my new Doug Funny. It's my it's my on and off court buddies. Um, I want to tell you guys about Dunk Club. Now this is a new club I've started. Uh huh. And basically, what it is is you pay me directly. No middle. That's the best part of this service. No middleman, just me. And you pay me directly, and I'll come to your house every day. Every single day, whether you want me to or not, and okay. I'll just show you one of my dunks. And it's not really an educational thing. Like, I'm not there teaching you new and exciting and explosive dunks. Um, it's just like you just get to watch me do one. And it's do just one, one dunk a day. Please, please don't ask me to repeat the dunk because I absolutely won't do it. And you're just going to make it uncomfortable. And you know, I'm going to be there tomorrow. So, like, it's important that we maintain like a sort of balance in our uh, in our professional relationship. But yeah, I just come to your house and do one dunk every day. Oh. I really only know how to do the one dunk. And it's just, I have two hands over my head and I jump as high as I can. And let's see what happens. Over and over and over. Yeah, every day. Can I tell you about. Check out trunkclub.com slash my brother. I want to tell you guys about Blue Apron. Now, this isn't. Now, it has the same name as the other Blue Apron, but this is another club I've started where I'll come to your house every day and do a dunk. In an apron? In a blue apron, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a comedy thing. Uh, no, blue apron is, uh, and you just yell, "Dinner is served!" As you slam the dunk, right? As I slam the dunk right into the dunk hole. Um, <laughs> no, blue apron is amazing. Uh, all of us, I'm pretty sure, use it. We all use it, right? I yep. use it. Okay, yeah, it's Big fan. It's fucking incredible. Uh, ate it yesterday. Gonna eat it today. Uh, they send you <laughs> ingredients that you need to cook incredible meals um, with the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. We talk a lot about how like you get the recipes and then you make the good meals. Uh, stuff like Japanese ramen noodles, and I uh, had a salmon salad yesterday that was like really, really good. Uh, the meals so, so, available in May include stuff like crispy cod and cabbage slaw tacos with pepita, pineapple, and avocado salsa. I, I know uh, I got some General Tso's chicken upstairs. General Tso's chicken, oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I'm excited about that one. Uh, Middle Eastern chicken and chickpea stew with pita croutons. That sounds good. Ooh, got yeah, some pita, or some pan-seared pork chops with two cheese mashed potatoes and sautéed spinach. Wait for, like, the meals are very, very good, but like what's also really cool is that the meals usually share like a common ingredient that's like farm to table and like really fresh in season and really really good so anyway um you can check out this this week's menu and get uh your first two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash my brother it's blueapron.com slash my brother blue apron a better way to cook seriously we all use it it's changed yeah, my life we I, love it a I, lot. Go check I, it out. Um, I did not cook before we started doing it and now i cook a few times a week and it's amazing uh i've got uh, a Jumbotron message f- uh, to Ashley from her husband, Ben. It says, happy fifth anniversary. I can't think of a better way to say I love you than for the brothers to say it for me. Can we all say all it? Right. Can we all just say it in unison right now? Okay. One, two, three. I love uh, you. I love you. you However, did- don't worry. By the time this airs, I'll hopefully have thought of something else as well. Probably? 
Anyway, here's to another five years together. You better not, because we just said it. So if you yeah. say it now, it's going to be weird. It's like copycat. What if you say something better? What if you're the one who finally discovers something better to say than I love you? Like discovers like the next strata. Of, you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like what's beyond that? Like what's the what's the umami of, of what's I the love umami? You? The fifth love flavor. What uh, is the fifth love flavor? Uh, <laughs> You're joining us here at Kitchen Stadium. Um, the chef has just used the fifth love flavor. I have another message I want to do real quick. It is from Mark Petrosius. Now people say, "How do you remember these names?" And this one I have a mnemonic device for. It's super califragilistic. Hey, it's Mark Petrosius. That's how I help always remember it. <laughs> And this message is from <laughs> Drew. <laughs> and it says, hey, chuckle fuck. I figured out what better way to spend the money that you bet me thinking that Star Wars 7 would be worse than episode 1 than uh, to have your three favorite brothers let you know how dumb you are. Yeah. So here you go. Your hard-earned money being used to tell you how bad you fucked up. Enjoy. Yeah, that was a bad bet. And an expensive bet. Who does that? I bet you $150 that this Star Wars movie is going to suck. What? What? That's also a bad uh, bet. It looked amazing uh, in the previous. Yeah, the trailers were like Petrocious? really. Yeah, you, nobody knows when Petrocious did this. Like nobody knows when he made this bet. Yeah. Like if they maybe he just <laughs> the records like, hey, have been lost to time. <laughs> did you? Maybe it was early, like when somebody was like, "Hey, did you hear the Alias guy is making his own Star Wars movie by himself and he's playing all the parts?" Yeah. Like that would have been an opportunity. Maybe at that point, he there's thought, no like, lightsabers in this one. Isn't that weird? Or space? Weird. Apparently, it's <laughs> all happening under the sea. It's an underwater Gungan fuckfest. Um, got it. one <laughs> more message here. Um, okay. This one is for Ryan, and it's from Thomas, who says, "Hey Ryan, even though you're an upper manager now and have all these super important responsibilities, I hope you have a few minutes to hear the McElroy brothers deliver a message from a lowly peon." I'm so proud to have you as my brother. The work you do at Patch Gaming helps people struggling with anxiety and depression is incredibly important, and you're such a great lead events coordinator. However, I would appreciate it if you'd stop being so damn good at Kerbal Space Program. You make the rest of us look bad. I know we both have a lot on our plates, but I'm glad we found the McElroy family of shows together. Even if my white whale is getting you to listen to the Adventure Zone. You should. It's a pretty good show. Thanks for being there when I need to talk. A great co-op buddy and my partner in geekery i love you thomas that's very sweet that's sweet i don't like him that earnest so i like like don't you want to make fun of him for something um, so there's gonna be something maybe he's he too nice you're too good at putting together spaceships that you're too good at leading events you coordinator you cool coordinator <laughs> i just looked at the first three words i saw on the page <laughs> that was not a good insult you stinking uh, coordinator Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers Rock. Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. How about a Yahoo? How about a, cool, like a Yahoo? Hey, how Yahoo? about a cool, fresh Yahoo? A seasonal farm-to-market Yahoo. Um, this one was sent in by Level 9000 Yajiru Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. 
It's by Yadru Answers user Abby, who asks, Out of cheese? The local Mexican food place was out of cheese, and I want to write a letter of complaint instead of being rude. Any ideas of some gentle yet firm things I can say? A couple things. Um, if I worked at this Mexican restaurant and we ran out of cheese one day, like, I know we fucked up. There's going to be three things. I know I said a couple. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if somebody walks up to me and says, hey, you fucked up, idiot. There's no cheese, dummy. How am I supposed to enjoy my meals? Uh, I would be upset at that person. But I would be way more upset if I received a letter in the mail telling me that I fucked up with the cheese problem. <laughs> to um, whom it may concern. To whom it may concern. Because the, the insult, somebody rolls, up to, somebody rolls up and gets right up in your grill and is like, where's the fucking cheese, please? Then I would be like, Ugh, I hate this interaction, but it'll be over soon. If I receive some sort of physical, tangible artifact in the mail informing me of a cheese problem that somebody had, I would be sadder that that person exists than I would be at the person who comes <laughs> I, and yells I at me. I just picture face. Griffin in that circumstance sitting down at his desk and he's both looking at the letter and also the cheese order form he forgot to send. And he's yeah. just looking back and forth between the two of them and sobbing uncontrollably. Just sobbing. Ah, oh, I really fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up the whole cheese situation. The whole cheese thing. I did cheese bad from start to finish. Um, the third thing is just fuck you, man. Come on. You don't think they, come on. They know. They weren't expecting such a run on cheese, you know? They thought they had enough cheese for the lunch rush. And then they had like eight people all come in at the same time and just ask for a big bowl of cheese. They weren't expecting it. It wasn't their fault. You know, sometimes you just run out of cheese. That's what being an adult is. That's what sometimes being, an, being adult an adult is accepting that there's not always cheese when you want it. And you have to make do. Maybe you get sour cream or you get extra avocado, whatever. But you have to accept that there's not always cheese when you want it. The world's did not even, perfect. Did you even stop to see if they had milk? Because if they have milk and thyme, you got cheese, my Dog, friend. Dog, if they yeah. got milk and salt and a hairdryer, you got cheese there, dude. <laughs> Did you offer right to go get more cheese for them? Like, I'll go on a cheese run, just kick me like a 20, and I'll bring you guys back some cheese because we're all in this fucking thing together. This big dumb world is still spinning. All of us are just hanging on for dear life. I'll go on, I'll go get you some C-H-E-S-E, my boy. And what Here we you go. didn't pay attention to is maybe their cheese ordering guys having a really tough time. Maybe like yeah. he and his wife got in a fight before he came to work and he forgot to pick up cheese on the way. But here's you in your little cheese-centric world not even worried about his feelings. Maybe it was weird cheese that looked more like butter. And you just thought it was butter the yeah. whole time. Yeah. We all made that mistake at fancy restaurants. Maybe he had cheese, but he thought it wasn't good enough for you, and he wanted to protect you. Can I also ask fancy restaurants super quick? Please stop bringing scoops of white to the table and expecting me to know that's a test. cheese yeah. or butter or cream or ice very small ice cream or mothballs because you made a very big mistake yeah it or, could be, it could, or just like some sort of fun ball like a toy like a game like it's gonna be yeah. a while before we can get our food out to you so play with this small white ball like a cracker bell <laughs> yeah um i want to read this response from mary's mama who says we have many fast food places near us where we live during the lunchtime rush it's not uncommon for soap and toilet paper to run out in the restrooms food items to be made wrong by poorly trained new employees and other mistakes of all kinds happening including ingredients not being available if this is a first time occurrence tell them let them apologize and then let it go there's a proverb once is happenstance twice is coincidence and three times maybe enemy action so adjust your attitude give Wait. them one more chance to do things right and if they screw up after that don't go there anymore 
Wait, uh, hold go- on. Is this person saying that the third time this fast food restaurant hates you? Yo, fuck you, Derek. No cheese. No cheese for attack. you. No cheese for you, Seinfeld joke. <laughs> um, if this is a first time occurrence, tell them and let them apologize. Hey, um, hey, you no ran bags, out of but- you. You should have cheese. Oh but yeah, you we're, do, we're sorry. But, but you don't have cheese. Did you know this? I, but they say let them apologize. So it's like, uh, listen, I wanted to say to you, you ran out of cheese. Now, do you have anything <laughs> you would like to say to me? How do you possibly <laughs> sound sincere apologizing for running out of cheese? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. When I uh, thank, in- you, thank you for your time. I will take my answer off the air. <laughs> if I- and, you close, <laughs> and then you close your eyes and just wait. When I worked in food service at the country's best yogurt, we ran out of a yogurt flavor. And if somebody had come up to me and been like, you no longer have cinnamon swirl, I would say, I know this. Like, why do you know? Like, if somebody walked up to me and was like, you're really, really high and you're just touching the cones with your bare hands because you forgot to put gloves on. Yeah, I know. I know this. I also get a kick out of like, as somebody who has worked in many, many retail jobs and a few food service jobs, I get a kick out of like people who don't realize exactly how low on the supply chain you actually are. If you are like talking to somebody at a restaurant, like the idea that they could have in any way predicted or circumvented the issue of the cheese is baffling to me like they don't know how the cheese gets there they don't know where the cheese comes from before then they know there's a place they open up and sometimes there's cheese and sometimes there aren't cheese like that's all like that's as high up on the chain as they go that ha- when i worked at best buy there were numerous times where a truck would come in and be like well we didn't get any wheeze which we're still sold out of but for some reason we got like 20 furbies so that's great and then we'll yeah, just add just- that to the pile yeah, they, you have no, you have no idea. You're one step up from the customer. It, listen, if you want to come back here behind the counter and look for cheese, you're more than welcome to. Because that's so, all I do. So what you do is, if someone complains about the cheese, you go, "Come with me," and then you find the next person up on the chain, and you're like, "Did you know we were out of cheese?" And then you just keep moving up the chain until you find the cheese magnate who's just sitting on a pile of cheese, not letting it out like the beers. They're just building up, you know, supply and demand on their cheese, and you yell at them. Yeah, really hard. I, I'm glad we all agree that you have to yell at somebody. Yeah, you can't just accept that there's no cheese. Like, oh, for sure. No, this is well. I don't know where this question came from, but I'm in America. Yeah, um, cheese is my right. I ride my bike to and from work every day. Although, listen to the brothers McElroy. <laughs> that's us. Tell the hopefully, best yeah, hope. Yeah, we but, haven't. Yeah, oh God, TM, 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 what? TM, TM, TM. The whole. Why have ever, we sat this so done? long? For six years, TM, TM on six years. Uh, the time, it cannot protect me from my greatest enemy. This passes the time, it cannot protect me from my greatest enemy. On my way to work, I ride by a small pond that is home to a perf- particularly rude... A perfectly rude family. Perfectly of- rude family of geeses. They recently just had babies, and although I respect their life choices, the parents have become very defensive. One goose has taken a flying after me as I ride away as fast as I can. I'm afraid they are going to bite my legs off, and I need your help. How can I learn to coexist with my feathered friends? That's from wishing I could fly away home in Wisconsin. We have had a, let's call it tumultuous, confusing relationship with geeses. 
in the yeah. past in the in the history of this show. And I feel like we've oscillated between they are modern day velociraptors. L- would love to fuck one of them guys. And then back to the Velociraptors thing. And I, th- I feel like that's where we're at now. And I think maybe it's 2016, 2016 building bridges. I feel like maybe we need to build a bridge to the Goose community. And let's just really, ro- really role play it. Just real quick. Um, a Goose based advice podcast for geese by geese we're geese doing a, ge- a goose based podcast i feel like this is going to help enlighten it and this question hi everybody i'm griffin <laughs> macro i'm a goose and you're a goose and you're listening to this uh this question comes from a goose from wisconsin and it says uh uh shitty kids come up and kick me all the time and they kick my kids for no reason because <laughs> uh human beings are the worst and they don't even think about like goose feelings when they just like kick the shit out of us. So like, what should I do? Well, thanks for sitting in Wisconsin. Thanks for this question. You need to be very defensive and you need to just attack first because uh, we're just geese <laughs> out here just trying to get along. We're just trying to survive. So just like bite, 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 quack, 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 get out yeah. there, fly at them, attack them. Yeah, because like you think about it, like if you got attacked by one goose, the ne- like every time this goose like fucked you up as the same goose every time, the next time you ran into a goose you wouldn't differentiate if everyone's like i'm gonna go pet that motherfucker you'd be like don't uh, don't do that yeah. actually geese no, are they mean bite, as fuck. They bite your legs off let me bite your here's, legs off. here's what you need you need to build a bridge here i think griffin's absolutely right yeah build a bridge over their nest so that way you don't have to over trouble water i think that okay if this were a movie right and this was like there's a damaged animal you know cagey defensive animal and you're gonna do like a little horse whisper thing do a little goose whispering you're gonna Not like without a without a sexual agenda appended to it. No, because they'll know. Like when you get close, maybe like park your bike and like you're just gonna sit, but within like visual range of the goose, but not close enough that they feel threatened. And then the next day, you're gonna do it a little closer. And then the next day, now this might take years. Yeah, but eventually you'll be right next to them, Are you gonna and feed you'll the be game? like Jane Goodall all up in that shit. You'll be you'll be Jane Goosall. You'll be right there. Are you gonna try and feed these? Are you gonna try and feed these sweet feathered beasts? No, you're gonna join their. Herd? I see. No bribery then, unless, unless unless what you are proposing right there is teaching them to trust humans, which you don't want to do. Don't. I okay. cannot stress this enough. You don't want to do. Let Here's me amend it do. then. Uh, let me let me uh, propose an alternate. Plan okay. Travis. Every day you roll up to the geese and you toss them a bow staff and you're like, have at thee. And every day you fight uh-huh. the geese. And that teaches them to, one, be defensive of humans, but it also teaches them our weaknesses. So I'm saying every day you attack the geese full blast yeah. for like 30 seconds. Do you think there will become a time where they respect you as a well, combatant? Like at, at first, you're going to kick their asses. Oh, yeah. But like, if you do it enough days and they live... You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, because there was a caveat in there that, much like Eurovision at the beginning of the podcast, you kind of tried to gloss right over. It, well, it's, I mean, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that they're gonna start to learn your weaknesses. They're gonna learn, start to learn but your do you attack pull your, Wait, hold on. Do you pull your hits, Justin? Or do you absolutely you not? Okay. I can't stress enough. You gotta go full blast at this goose. Give them everything you got because that's what uh, that's what the shitty kids are gonna be doing, right? But if they can okay. learn to defend themselves from you. <laughs> Like they're gonna be ready when those <laughs> shitty kids come. They're gonna like they're gonna be flipping over them. They're gonna be doing like some sort of feather blast. I, like I all love kinds this of stuff. because 
I was going to amend it to say, like, just like a panda documentary I watched, what you have to do is dress like a goose and smear, like, goose poop and pee all over yourself no. so that you see you smell like one of them. But what you're proposing is, what I would say, is the polar opposite of that, where instead right. you're engaging them in the field of combat. Right. Travis, you're approaching it from a, an upsettingly humanist perspective. And I feel like this, this question asker is also uh, engaging this topic with the same perspective of just, like... There's an animal that doesn't inherently like me. Yeah, like, that's fine. I think that's fine that some animals are like that, because we're definitely like that to, like, anything that we can eat. Um, but Yeah, like, Justin, you're only not like that to them because you don't want to eat them today. Right. Like, um, what Justin is suggesting is that we enforce the habits that they already have. And because I think that's a healthy habit for some animals to have. Like, I'm okay that geese are little feathered uh, hate boats, essentially, flying hate boats. Like, I'm okay with that because, like, that's fine. There should be some animals like that. I'm comfortable with that. And, like, kids are going to come shoot bottle rockets at you. So Justin's going to do it first to train you how to dodge the bottle rockets. He's going to toughen you up. Um, So I hope that helps. The geese. Help? Play this for the geese. Can we get this information out to the geese somehow? Can we get that's this? That's mutually geese? beneficial because that's a whole new demographic for us that is an untapped market, as far as I know. Would you guys, how hard would you guys, if you guys were on iTunes and you saw a podcast, it's like four geese only. Yeah. How to fight humans. Like, I would so listen to that. But you're not allowed to, Justin. I'd, I'd be breaking, well, it'd be all quacks and shit. Well, no, you would learn, like, how to, you would learn how to better kick a goose's ass and that's not what we want to put out there for humans no, we're already super duper good at it um there's gonna be a war one day yeah between geese and humans and i uh, don't i want it to be i want us i want us to win i'm not a fucking mm. species trader but i do want them to be able to put up a fair fight yeah you mm -hmm. don't want to feel bad about winning i would love for it to end in like a stalemate lots of losses on both sides where both both of us like pull through um, but there's like a begrudging respect is earned. And then yeah, there's one sure. Christmas day where us and the geese all play soccer together. And then, yeah, I would love to play soccer with the geese. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you had uh, a lot of fun and a lot of laughs and frivolity. Um, we, we certainly enjoyed ourselves. Uh, thank you to everybody who bought tickets to see us in New York and D.C. Uh, those tickets sold out uh, day of. I think so, there may be um, a few single tickets for DC, but they possibly, did send out a super low ticket warning, so it's possible that by the time this goes up, they are we, gone. We learned last time we came to New York and did a theater that was like 100 seats, and it sold up like in 45 seconds, and we knew we fucked up instantly. Like We knew that it was going to sell really well there, but you guys like blew us the fuck away. Like Thank you so much. I hope we put on a show that is good enough to like warrant yeah. the the insane enthusiasm you guys so yeah it looks like dc uh, as we're recording this you could still get some singles to to dc uh i don't know if you could get pairs to yeah well it looks like you could get pairs together yeah go go quick uh those are not sold out um new york is is sold out i'm pretty sure but um there's always a chance that you know there's resale tickets in new york or that there's maybe a waiting list but i'm going to tell you the same thing that we say every time which is there's always a chance that you show up day of and you're able to get in last minute because people don't show up, but there is absolutely no guarantee of yeah. that. And we but would like, hate to encourage people to do that and then they're not able to get in. We so. know like if you don't if you don't live in Manhattan, like it can be tough to get down there. So like we really don't want you to spend an hour on a train like coming to our show and then not be able to get in. Um so 
But we in don't case know. you were wondering, that usually is a thing that you're able to do, but no guarantees. Okay. Um, we want to encourage everybody to go check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun shows at MaximumFun.org. Uh, a lot of them are McElroy related, but even the ones who aren't are really, really great. Um, we just added a new one called, uh, I believe it's called The Greatest Generation for people who have maybe just started watching Star Trek or love Star Trek and feel that they're a little too old for it, which is silly. It's for everybody. It's really great. So listen to the podcast and feel included and feel involved and Maybe learn a little bit about Star Trek. We also want to, if you want to learn all about every McElroy project that is out there in the world, you can go to McElroyShows.com. Um, all our shows are on there. Um, and also our Twitter accounts, Facebook groups, um, and contact information. So if you're looking to send in questions or mail something to us, it's all right there. I um, also want to mention that uh, John Hodgman is doing a bunch of live shows for Judge John Hodgman. Uh, it's another amazing Max Fun podcast that you should definitely be listening to. But they're coming to, uh, he's coming to DC and Philadelphia and Brooklyn and uh, Turner Falls. Um, and you can find uh, out how to get tickets for those at MaximumFun.org too. Um, you should definitely go see that show. It's going to be awesome. very, very funny. Also, I want to say, uh, we know that it took us a long time to schedule a live show for 2016. Like, we didn't have one in the first half of the year. We're going to try to do more um, as we move forward. So... We'll try to knock some more out in 2016 and maybe do some more in 2017. It's just a little bit hard to get them together, but we know that it's kind of a bummer that it took us so long to get to one, and we'll do more this year, we promise. Um, and if you want to keep track of that, make sure to follow us on Twitter at MBMBAM and keep listening to the show. Uh, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song and set apart off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a very, very good album, and uh, we are lucky that we are able to use it as our theme song. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, let's wrap, Got, let's wrap this bad boy up. This final wrap up sent in by Stephen Horchek. Thank you, Stephen. It's by Yahoo Answers user Donna, who asks, "What is the national soup for USA?" <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McRoy. I'm Travis McRoy. I'm Griffin McRoy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Riley Smurl. And we co-host a podcast called Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. On our show, we tackle all of the hot teen topics that kids have on their minds today. Hot teen topics? Well, you know, the, the questions that are, that are plaguing teenagers through their tumultuous growing years. Questions like... How do I party? Or what do I do with all this hair everywhere? The same questions that people like Sydney had during their years as teenagers. Many, many, many. Okay, not that many. So, so long ago. Yeah, okay, I think they get the idea. So search for Still Buffering on iTunes or MaximumFun.org for new episodes every Tuesday. Still Buffering. I am a teenager. And I was too. Over and over again. Over and over again.